It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Three, two, one. Blast off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're Space Cadets. Yes. (laughs) Matt is for sure. (laughs) Uh, But we are two board game enthusiasts who love Halloween, horror movies, scary things. Pennywise the Clown. Hold on. No, no. (laughs) Hold on. Dracula. No, hey, stop it. I'm scared of everything. You don't have to do that to me. Chucky. Are you going to be outside my window later? Yes. (laughs) Hiya, Matthew. Uh, that would be... Man, do you, do you like balloons? <laughs> Is that Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> I don't know. You'd be Beavis outside my window? That's yeah, be, yeah. I mean, that'd be weird all to begin with anyway, if anyone knows what that is. Hi, baby. <laughs> I'm definitely not going outside. But Gigi's got to take herself to the bathroom. <laughs> I do have braces. <laughs> deal, with, deal with Beavis out I have, there. I have braces, too. <laughs> Oh. Well, today's podcast <laughs> well, is not about Beavis not about, about, it. about it, but it's about Halloween slash horror theme board games and why they're cool and such. Because Halloween's such a fun time of year, and it's exciting, and it's Halloween this week, and that's amazing. Halloween is awesome. I love Halloween, and you know that because I always host a Halloween party. Except this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that just might kill it. So there may never be another Halloween party ever again. <laughs> COVID coming back to ruin everything. <laughs> so what's what's awesome about board games in general for me, Matthew, they offer a really awesome tactile experience that allows everyone playing to spend time together and have fun. You know, positive social interactions. Those are those are great. And what's really cool about board games as a whole is that they actually offer a lot of games with horror or like halloween elements in them and there's a lot of games like that feature especially the lovecraft mythos so like cthulhu you know zombies dracula haunted houses and like the list is massive candy candy (laughs) um and we can really go anywhere we want in the horror genre because horror can go from like super campy to like i want to just hide in a hole and never see what i just saw again yeah and... I'm, I'm definitely not for that second one <laughs> i'm more about the first uh, i like campy stuff yeah. like if muppets did a halloween special i'm all over it right you know. garfield does a halloween special i'm all over it <laughs> tales from the dead back when i was like 10 tales from the crypt yeah that one that scared the living well it, i mean when i watched it later it wasn't as bad i used to love the like the demon knight that movie was great i i think i saw that with you maybe I don't know. I'm scared of that stuff. <laughs> Talking about it makes me nervous. <laughs> All right, so uh, I don't know. That's what makes me so excited about Halloween and board games. There's, there's, you could just do anything. And yeah, even like awesome even pop culture right. is like something, right? Like we all dressed up as all the emotions from that Pixar movie inside inside out inside out. Yes. Yes. And that was really cool. And that counts as Halloween dressing up it's just dressing up right dressed up as my wife one year that was fun <laughs> you, my wife and i went as jay inside of bob one year oh really yeah one of my students wanted to go when i was a teacher wanted to go as me one year i'm like that's actually hilarious <laughs> oh that reminds me uh, do you ever watch dr phil a long time ago it's not halloween but do you ever like the old internet show bum fights 
<laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, uh, so I've seen them. Doc, Dr. Phil brought the creator of that on the show to be like, you're an idiot. But the creator went on the show dressed like Dr. Phil, like shaved his head bald and left like the badge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just to make fun of Dr. Phil. Well, on that show, I saw that today on the internet. Anyway. <laughs> so so back on topic, back on topic. So Matt, when you're looking for Halloween or horror themed games, is there anything specific you're looking at? You know, I look on your shelf, I see a couple. So let's just first narrow it down to something that's very important. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Which is funny because you don't like scary things, but well, I'm, I like I'm candy, move, dude. I'm, I'm move a fat kid, that. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat kid. I like candy. We mentioned it on our stream earlier. By the way, check that out. 8.30 to 10 on Monday nights. Twitch.tv slash Friday Night GMS. Nice. We just totally improv that. Yes. <laughs> We're <laughs> not awkward at all. No. Anyway, so check that out. So that, that's my favorite holiday. And I mentioned on it that I stopped trick-or-treating around age 13 because I was too cool for it. Uh-huh. But then when after college and university, I was like, wow, you know what? Like, I, I free candy? I can barely afford this education thing. I'm going <laughs> to try to get as much free candy as I possibly get. Well, you know, that's stupid no. <laughs> well i well hold on. i went trick-or-treating i waited till the kids I, first of all i handed out candy to like 8 8 30 okay and then once it kind of went down i got i went around the neighborhood and people would just give me all their candy <laughs> i got rid of all my candy can i have some more <laughs> please see no i'm fine with older kids trick-or-treating me too I don't really care. That my, my neighborhood, there's a ton of kids. I usually run out of candy within the first like half hour, 45 minutes of Halloween anyway. But I went trick-or-treating, uh, I want to say maybe probably around 10 years ago now, with my uh, nieces and nephews. And I was dressed as the new Batman villain, I guess, the Court of Owls. So I was in like a nice suit, you know, like a owl, like a barn owl mask. It was really cool anyway. But I trick-or-treated to someone's house that I knew with my nieces and nephews, and they gave me a beer, so I had a roadie nice. for the entire night. Well, not the entire night. Our first year in this house, we were giving out shots, but we only had, like, two parents, oh. and both of them declined, and we had, like, 30 shots, and we're like, oh. Guess you got drunk. No. We just, we threw, we dumped it out. We were like, I had to work the next day. I'm like, I can't get drunk. Should have came to your house. But yeah. Anyway, so what do you look for in games, Matt? You know, uh, that really depends, right? So if it's our core group, which is what, you know, the group that plays on Friday, there's five or six of us, I usually look for something that's thematic and uh, isn't too long, but isn't too short. So we played a game that was fantastic that we'll talk about in a bit. I was horrified. Right. And that game was the perfect length. It was perfect complexity, uh, slightly less than a heavy game. So it wasn't heavy at all. It wasn't light. It was a little bit more between medium and, and light uh, rules-wise. And uh, yeah, we had a great time. And we played that. And then Seven Souls, which is by a Canadian developer. Uh, Inside Out Games, right? Inside Up Games. Inside Up Games. Yeah. So they're uh, they're Canadian and they make a great Cthulhu-themed game where it isn't, I wouldn't say it's like really Halloween-themed. It's more of like a uh, hidden bidding game to get resources but it's got that lovecraft mythos in it right it is so. a very good game and the art is real good fantastic so if you're listening right now and you want a good 2020 game recommendation seven souls by inside up games is fantastic we had a blast playing it i actually was surprised i didn't think everyone's gonna have a great time because it is a real rule intensive but everyone loved it and the person I thought who didn't like it actually really liked it. Yeah. So that was really cool. So that that's for our core group. Now, if we're at a party, really, like, it doesn't have to be Halloween themed. Just anything is really ready to go, right? 
like ultimate werewolf is a favorite and we have played that at my halloween parties and people do like playing it but it's not something that i feel like you need to play i feel like things the game of things is a really good game to play too just anything that really gets everyone involved wavelength could be in there too it doesn't really have to be halloween themed or a trivia game trivia games are real fun like geek out i'm yeah. sure there's a halloween edition of geek out there is a horror version of trivial pursuit from the op yeah check yeah. that out that's cool if you if you like horror games and you like that theme um which that would actually fly really well with our group to be honest with you the only problem is trivial pursuit isn't a very large amount of player you know it's not party game right but you can make it no party game just pick up cards and start questioning people and then the other thing is self so if i'm gonna play a game that's halloween themed and it's solo, I want it to be kind of long and epic. And the game that really fits that is the Arkham Horror series, but specifically Arkham Horror the card game is my favorite because it is, it is the better version. Arkham Horror the game is really long and epic, but it is complicated and it could get frustrating. And, you know, we played it a long time ago with five or six people when we really started just kind of dipped our toes into board games and no one liked it because it was so complicated. But we were probably playing it wrong back then. Probably. Because, you know, we're, we're trying to... It was like a five-hour adventure. We're learning the rules and trying to play at the same time. It just wasn't a good idea. That's fair. But I like I like playing that. So if I'm going to play a game for myself, it's going to be that, right? If it's going to be a party, Ultimate Werewolf. It's a core group, you know, Horrified, Seven Souls, Dead Man's Cabal, all great games. Yeah, for me, I look for games that are really going to have amazing characters in them. So, you know, like Horrified, you know, you have all the monsters. They all have unique abilities in the game and i think that's what keeps that game interesting is because the abilities of these monsters can go any way in the game like for us when we played like we <laughs> we were up on the Which game horrified okay uh when we were playing on the track on the terror track like 15 minutes in we we're like almost dead we really had to like focus in what we were doing a, a good horror game or halloween game has to have some, a good story to it for me artwork as well and especially like you can really manipulate the artwork in the game you know i haven't played the arkham horror card game but i bet you like that artwork really helps build up that tension and offer that horror uh, element to it and really get suspense and you know maybe some dread in the game as well that's me that's what i like in my games see like tension suspense suspicion and dread you specifically put those down why does that make you kind of drawn towards it well suspense for me requires narrative you know similar to like hidden trader games so games like where you're where you're where you have you're casting doubt on your players that you're playing with and i think something like that really really shines in in a horror halloween themed game because when you're thinking about like watching a movie you know like especially like a whodunit or like a slasher film and you you don't know who the killer is and you're like through the movie you're trying to like watch figure it out by deducing like things are going on you know plot wise in the movie same thing in the games right and and i think a really good game that that helps with that and so the hidden movement and stuff like that and when we played down remember when you played when we played jaws Mm-hmm. I guess Jaws is considered a horror movie or suspense, suspense movie. movie or whatever, right? But you know, in the game, you know, you're the first part of the game. You're moving the the shark around and trying to to eat swimmers, and the other players are trying to deduce where you are. So when, when I think Jaws, I don't necessarily think it's the most. I mean, it is kind of a Halloween themed game. Yeah, I don't know if it's like the most Halloween themed game. Is there like another game similar? I I would say maybe like the Fury of Dracula. Oh, nice choice. You know, that's a really good like hidden moving game as well and you know you're trying to deduce where dracula is in that game um, I, I haven't played a game in forever 
We only played but, it once, and yeah. and I think someone was Dracula, and someone on our team was trying to mess us over. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't as fun. I'm like, I'm like we're on the same team. Why are you trying to? He was really creating suspense in that game because I'm like, I don't know who you are. Like, I'm pretty sure this character. I'm pretty sure Bill was Dracula. Oh yeah, and, Bill would try to screw. And you guys Zach, up. no, Zach was trying to screw us over. Oh, <laughs> of course, and Zach was. and Zach was clearly like, we're like, dude, you're not Dracula. We know this. Like, stop being Dracula. I was like, no, no, I'm Dracula. Like, <laughs> why do you want to ruin this for us, man? We're trying to, we're trying to beat Bill. Can't we just beat Bill? He's super competitive. Don't be on his side. Um, before you get into a little bit of dread, uh, I just want to say that I don't like. You know, we kind of have different, very different views on the Halloween topic, and yeah. I'm not really one to uh, like that suspense. But I'll, I'll play the games. Theme doesn't pull me in. Like, I'm not a horror genre person so none right. of that really pulls me in and and honestly i feel like i could really enjoy fun or funny halloween games like if the muppets had a halloween game i'm in or like or what about the game uh monster mash anyone <laughs> i would like to try uh i was trying to find it before we did this podcast but i just couldn't get it in in, in time uh but can't be creatures oh yeah by, yeah yeah, uh, yeah I, that sounds key master games right you know stuff like that, right? It's just it's that horror or Halloween element to it, but it's not serious. Yeah, see, I, that's that's the game I really like. You know, like like a fun Halloween version of Candyland. I'm surprised that doesn't exist. Did you? Okay, did you see? It's been going. I, they they're they're a bit older. I've seen them before. Okay, but they're making rounds again this year. Someone created online horror movie posters for kids games. Oh, that's cool. And it's hilarious. And Candyland's one of them. Yeah, it should be. Candyland <laughs> should be. <clears throat> There should be a Halloween version. The op, if you're listening, you do it, okay? And uh, give me uh, 1%. No, just give me candy. <laughs> just give me candy. <laughs> but anyway, so something like, you know, something that's themed could be, you know, honestly, I just like dressing up as like fantasy characters or my favorite movie characters. I've dressed up as a mage several years or dressed up as like a simple ghost. Like I, I like fun Halloween, you know? I like I like just having fun. I guess to me, Halloween is a party. It's not yeah. necessarily like a horror movie. See, I'm the opposite way. Like I would, I would spend the whole month of October watching horror movies and but I grew up watching horror movies. Like that was what I liked watching as a kid because I wasn't. It's not like I wasn't allowed, but it was like I was just drawn to it. Maybe because like I know I shouldn't have been watching it at that age, but I was anyway. That's funny because my Halloween, like my October, was watching sci-fi movies. Back of the Future, Terminator Two. Terminator Two is super violent. Yeah. So watching like those types of movies, sci-fi, fantasy, like that was my thing. That's what I really liked. Later on, it became kind of a little bit more anime. I haven't watched a horror movie at all in a long time because my wife doesn't like them so i have to watch them by myself and if i'm watching a movie by myself it's usually at night when i should be sleeping yeah and as soon as i put my feet up i'm out (laughs) but back to what we're talking about i know we got off topic there a little bit but i also think dread is really good and if i'm playing a good horror game like i it should make me feel overwhelmed and you're gonna laugh a little bit for this but i think the game nightmare does this so good i don't i don't care what did you say? You give me this. People look. cannot see me rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am rolling okay. my eyes. Okay. Okay. Oh, hold, hold on. Nightmare makes yes. you no, no, yes. it doesn't. Nightmare. Okay. Maybe when I was like four, <laughs> and and the t- okay. and, and I had like a really crummy TV that was like you know we, we played Nightmare last year for Halloween, which was really I, f- which was fun. I will admit it was fun. I brought it. a crummy TV. <laughs> So we can we can watch it, but like if you think about like the last was maybe like five minutes of of gameplay where the gatekeeper's like stop, 
answer me like every like 35 seconds you're like whoa whoa right and he's like getting more intense as the as it goes on you were I'm, bothered by that no i'm not bothered was, by it but it's just like it's, i was like it's, this just feels like you know any day playing game <laughs> people are always interrupting me uh <laughs> but it was just it was creating that tension and, I, and that's what i think really does really well because you're like because the game of nightmares is just pure luck right you're rolling dice and trying to land on spaces to get keys so that you can open your grave your gravestone or whatever and because the game the game is such luck based like this gatekeeper coming in and and disrupting your game is just like just just get and then it's frustrating and especially that last couple minutes where he's like constantly coming in and stopping the gameplay and all that good stuff so that's why i think it does it's not it's not overall dread like i'm gonna die but i think it's just it, it creates that tension very well for me that's all i have to say about it I, you can disagree with me but. <laughs> no, i did <laughs> i did i mean but i mean that's this nightmare i i i'm not a big fan of those games that have the high tension i did actually during uh, gen con online i got to play one of them it was the night cage by smirk and dagger games and it it actually had that like tension to it where you don't know what you're going to draw and whatever you're going to draw is going to affect the whole game and i don't know it just feels so much more stressful which is weird because I play other games with the same tension mechanic, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't... I don't know. I guess when it has that horror theme, you know if it has a horror theme, they're trying to kill you. Right. So I think that just makes it a lot worse. If it's another game that doesn't have the horror theme, you know they're not really... They don't care about killing you. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're They care about slowing you down, right? Right. So I think that that's what really gets me. And, and so, like, for instance, Arkham Horror, every Arkham Horror does this. You know, Arkham Horror, the card game, has, uh, it's like Doom tokens. Okay. And every time I get one, I get partly stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get I get what's going on, right? The Doom's going up because you're trying to make you lose. But at the same time, you feel, like, the tension. You're like, I'm just trying to beat this game. Can I just enjoy the story? <laughs> Why am I even playing this? Let's just read the instruction manual and go through the story <laughs> that I want. <laughs> that way I don't actually have to, like, worry about this. I guess I'm a scaredy cat. I'm... I'm is what it is, man. Is what it is. And I think I think maybe why I like horror games a lot is because the game that really brought me into like the bigger picture of board games was Dead of Winter. Right. right. It was a zombie game, right? So and that game was all about survival. And I had a, you know, I had a ton of fun playing. Yeah, that, right? it's so. a it's a great game and uh you know, it actually kinda reminds me of Arkham Horror yeah. in a lot of ways. Slightly different, but it has a for some reason, the zombie theme doesn't freak me out, but there is a tension in there too. You know, you have to have you have to have supplies and food every round yep. to try and beat the game. And if you don't have that, then people start dying, and that creates a lot of stress. Yep, that which is all part of it, right? But you see, like, you know, I look at that and I think, like, oh, they're you know, they actually made another game with pirates, <laughs> 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 and that's the game I want to play. <laughs> I don't know, it's probably less stressful. What was that like Forgotten Waters or something? That is like that? Forgotten Waters, yeah. yeah. Good call. Awesome. So the whole reason we we decided to do this podcast is we finally played a game that we've been wanting to play pretty much since it came out. I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to go buy it. I tried playing it at a board game cafe here in our our, uh, hometown of Windsor, Ontario. Unfortunately... Which was not Tabletop Renaissance, the premier board game cafe (laughs) in East End. (laughs) West End? West End. But the the game was missing some, some... components i guess i should say that we're talking about horrified by uh robinsberger so when i went to play it at the board game cafe it was 
the first game you play, it recommends you play with Dracula and the creature from the Black Lagoon. But unfortunately, the game that I played was missing um, the camp overlay for the creature of the Black Lagoon. So I'm like, I'm trying to play. I'm like, I have no idea how to play this Black Lagoon hmm. character because I'm like, it's a terrible experience. Right yeah. There. So I just was like, I can't play it. It's so so if you, if you don't know the the camp actually has the action on it which says you need to play an item here to move the boat yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first experience but I kept seeing it on social media and being like this game's great this game's great and like everyone I'm watching is having such a great time playing it I'm like I need I just need to get it and you know and we 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 talked about it a, po- a few podcasts ago, like what makes a great IP, and this game is all the Universal monsters, so uh, from Universal Studios, right? So, so let's step back a second. Let's let's explain the game to yeah. our listeners. It's kind of new. It's a 2019 Ravensburger game. Um, it's a co-op action game where you play as the protagonist who are fighting the monsters from the Universal monsters or Universal Studios monster movies. Yes, and uh, those monsters include Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, the Wolfman. The Mummy, Invisible Man, Dracula, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. The goal of the game is pretty simple. The goal of the game is to defeat each of these monsters using the special actions listed on their cards. Either before the terror track reaches 7, the item bag runs out of items, or the monster deck runs out of cards. If any of those things occur before you defeat all the monsters, you lose. Yeah, and during your turn, you have a set number of actions that your character can perform to do various things. Uh, and afterwards, you draw a monster card, which ups the tension. So it adds items to the board, decides what it adds villagers to the board as well that you have to try to save, and which could up your terror track, would, which could up your terror track, and decides what monster attacks. And what's cool about that part of the game too, they have a thing called a fury. So whatever uh, creature has the fury token on it, they potentially can attack twice in one one move, which is crazy <laughs> and a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing this game. Yeah, and what's cool about this is that I don't really get to play a lot of big games like this solo. So like when I play a solo game, it's usually like a small box, quick and easy game to play. But I brought this home, and you know, one one time when my kid was napping, I was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna rock it out, and I played a solo, and I had so much fun playing it solo. That night I played it with my wife, and then I let you borrow it. I know you you played it solo a bunch of times. So Actually, learn the game. I played it five times i still didn't learn it to play it right <laughs> which and there, there i mean there is a lot of rules there isn't but there is and then you just kind of forget things like i forgot how the if the items run out so as you pull items and you use them they don't go back into the item bag right i kept putting them back in oh okay. i don't think it really mattered in the end but actually it would have been better if i because in the end i was pulling the same ones over and over so she hurting me <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably better if i kept them out but yeah different story we almost ran out of them in our game though we did but when you really look back we had enough yes we had just enough i like i like how the game really makes you think like you need to think about all your actions right there's no wasted action sometimes you're like hey this villager needs to die and the terror track will go up and i'll still be able to win right and it gives you that kind of thought where normally you play a game you're like oh i don't want any i want to be pristine meaning you don't want the terror track to go up you don't want anyone to die that would make the game possible impossible yeah (laughs) and you know and you made a good point when we were playing because you and i have played the game so we're like 
we kind of know those strategies and but we were trying to get the other two players we had Michaela and Novi were playing with us and we were trying to make sure that they were making the decisions for themselves not for for us and I felt that was hard for me to do because I was like this is what you need to do <laughs> well did, did you did you like how at the end I'm just like I'm not going to tell you what to do yeah. and and that's you know there's an issue with this game this game if your group has a controlling gamer so someone who it's a co-op game so someone who likes to tell everyone what to do Mm -hmm. like don't play with that person (laughs) (laughs) or tell them straight up you can't tell us what to do yeah and i feel like i was doing that a little bit Mm, i was i I was i kind of wanted to do it during one turn because i remember one turn i'm like you know michaela this is the better move for this reason i was giving her my strategy yeah but she doesn't know that right and you're not going to know that unless you try it right but i think i think that this game offers a lot of dynamic in the group for the groups too because you you really have to strategize like you said you really have to make sure to do those things like i know there was a point too it's like do we kill this villager do we die and then you know each character that you play with has like a very special ability so i think michaela's character and novi's character had really good abilities and we we're like you know just what if novi's like he can go on any space with a hero or something like that yes and then michaela can go on any space right but she had one less action yeah, when we were, you know, just suggesting like, hey, you know, maybe you should come here. We can, you know, and then we can do this, 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 this. And then we're like, okay, we should stop telling people, telling people what to yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, actually, there was one epic moment at the end where we kind of all came together. And we're like, what oh, does yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. have? Right? And yeah. and we kind of like all came to the conclusion that this is what we need to do to win the game. We so we played with Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. So they they played together, Dracula and the Mummy. Which the Mummy's hard. The Mummy is very hard. So basically, what sucks with the Mummy is that someone gets. Um, do you remember what that token's called? No, I don't. Uh, so they get it's like a, lost. It's like this. The, it signals that the you're the you're the Mummy's lost lover. Yes. <laughs> so he's after you. <laughs> so someone gets this token, and the Mummy always goes after that character it's always gonna if, be his, if his card is drawn from the monster deck right and there's we left the mummy last it was the last monster we had to defeat and to defeat him you have to like match up with the scarab tokens so you you shuffle them into numbers one two and three are shuffled and randomly put on the board side for four five and six and then four five and six are shuffled and put on the side of the board with one two and three and you have to maneuver the scarab tokens to match the numbers that they're on and it's actually very hard because you got to spend an action to do it or sorry an item to do it and you know at the end of the game we we all went to the the space with the overlay on the was it the museum yes museum because that's where you had to that's where the only place you're allowed to move the scarabs yeah so we all decided to go to the museum and just use our yellow item card or item tokens to novi had an epic card that let everyone go to the same location yeah and that's what was awesome so we were able to beat it but it was it was a tight game it was yeah because i think our terror track was at like it got to five really quick yeah and then we we like managed the rest of the game to keep it at five, and I think it went up to six at the end of the game, at least. Well, obviously because we didn't. Plus, we're running out of monster cards. It was a very close game. Yeah, I think we had like two or three monster cards left, and we're running out of items. But the game is designed that way. Yeah. Right. So it's designed to like keep you on edge. When I played it solo, I only won once. One out of four games. Were you playing with two or three monsters? I think I only won the two two monster <laughs> one. And then, no, no, you know what? I played from with three monsters right from the beginning. Yeah, I just chose the easier ones. That's okay. Yeah, I want to try it with all with four monsters next that time. That sounds impossible. Yep. Oh, one solo tip: instead of doing one character, I actually played two characters. I actually found it played better like that. 
Oh yeah, yeah. When I when I played it solo, I didn't fully read the rules as usual. <laughs> we never do. But I couldn't because it was my first time playing. I didn't real realize what who I should play. So I just I flipped all the cards over and I just picked a or I just chose a random one. I ended up getting the newsboy or whatever. Oh, you chose a courier. The courier who can only go to other hero locations, right? <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, why am I? This well, guy's like, useless. Yeah, I'm like, why I can't use my my player power? This is ridiculous. Yeah, and, and then he... I looked in the rules, and it's like, if you're playing solo, don't play with the courier. <laughs> it's like, oh, that explains. Which, it. which is funny because so that the special powers of all the all the character all the protagonists are very powerful and yeah. should be used often yep it, it is the the strategy of the game i think i think that game when i played so i played with the scientist that's a good card yeah so i forget what their their player power is at the moment but scientists is add a strength to every item you pick up right yeah yeah, yeah. or use so, or something so i destroyed that game after yeah i mean for not being able to play it for so long and seeing everyone else play it and we got on that hype chain super last well you know what you know what though so the game is a 2019 game it came out at gen con 2019 and this is the way board games work board games take a while for them to catch on yep right so it came out last year and it won't catch on it probably won't even catch on until next year to be honest with you and honestly it's one of my favorite right now it's my favorite halloween game for like four to five people right because because it hits everything spawn theme tension fun campy (laughs) <laughs> not scary <laughs> i i really should go back and watch these these old universal uh monsters yeah movies because uh, i remember i remember loving them because i just i know they're ridiculous but they're classics right classics i don't have a tv right now though well check it out that's uh horrified by ravensburger and it's basically 10 plus recommended for every everyone who has a small family or wants to play yeah. games i thought about playing it with my four-year-old really yeah you dumb down the rules a bit or something a little bit maybe play so. with one character yeah why not good idea so you know this is a halloween podcast and being a board game podcast everyone loves lists (laughs) right so everyone loves to recommend games for halloween so i have matt's very obscure halloween list to recommend recommendation yes you do (laughs) (laughs) all right matt so let's get into this list all right i'm gonna talk about some Hold hold on i'm gonna throw a theme at you what yeah this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to throw a theme at you. Okay. And I want you to tell me what everyone says. And then I'm going to give you my choice. Okay? Okay. So, monsters. What what what, what do you think the normal person would say? Monsters? Yeah. Probably, if I gave probably you... Probably horrified. <laughs> yeah? Smash up. No. Horrified. Uh, horrified. Okay. Well, horrified. But, I, you know, I'm going to give you... No. Horrified? Mm-mm. King of Tokyo. <laughs> King of Tokyo plus the Halloween expansion. That is my monster's pick, okay? Okay. And, and this is why. Horrified's a good game, but kaijus are way cooler than Dracula and the mummy. You know, Dracula, Wolfman, Invisible Man. Boring. <laughs> I have a kaiju. Comes out of the water. He eats Dracula. All right. Dracula can't do anything against that. <laughs> and how about this, man? In this expansion, you have Pumpkin Jack, the trick-or-treating jack-o'-lantern. How funny is that or scary how scary is that super scary that also sounds very non-life-threatening boogie woogie a cigar <laughs> smoking ghost that looks like he's straight out of ghostbusters originally looks like the state puff marshmallow man okay with a cigar in his mouth you know like and, hey and- yeah <laughs> hey you <yeah>, ghostbusters <laughs> <laughs> boo <laughs> Also has costume cards. Who doesn't love dressing up, John? 
Uh, I kind of want to play that now. That actually sounds kind of fun. Do you have it? No, I don't. I uh, actually... Uh, Bill has the Halloween expansion in okay. King of Tokyo, yeah. Okay, so what about... You know, when, when I think Halloween, I think Disney. What would be a classic game for Disney? Oh, um, Villainous. No, wrong answer. That's the obvious answer. <laughs> the answer's Monster Bash, my friend. That's Disney? Yeah, actually, this... <laughs> This this game actually has a Disney. So first of all, and when people don't even know what Monster Mash is, okay? It's like this stupid '80s game which has this old school ridiculous plastic spinner, and uh, you click it and it stops. And there's like three sections to it, and it stops, and you have to match up what it stops on with these cards in front of you. And you have this like stupid plunger, <laughs> like hand. Okay. And you smack the table. <laughs> to uh to get the card are we gonna play this on our live stream we should totally yeah sam actually wants us to she's she's really good at it she's like fantastic i own it too so we we should we'll play it for a halloween live stream okay which would be hilarious but anyways there's a disney version of it which has mickey mouse and goofy okay and so the cards are not monsters they have mickey mouse and goofy and they have wearing hats and clothes and stuff so so that's my disney pick okay what about zombies Obviously, I would say Dead of Winter or Zombie Side. Yeah, Dead of Winter is a really good choice. Zombie Side, we haven't played very classic. Nope. <laughs> I've played it, but nope. <laughs> well, I played Dead of Winter. <laughs> Zombie Dice, obviously, less scary, man. I don't want to be running through rooms and, you know, like trying to fight my way by killing zombies. No, brains. Brains <laughs> in a jar. And you shake up the jar and you throw the jar on the table and then you count your brain points. Oh, we play that at Bill's house. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. game. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And Zombie Side, it's an RPG. I don't, I don't want to. There's dice in that game, but I'd rather have brains <laughs> on my dice. Just saying. Fair, fair. Oh, and you can drink, right? Yeah. You can make it a drinking game. It's actually pretty fun. Nice. Aliens? Oh, man. Nemesis all the way. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, that is, you know what, I actually agree. <laughs> that is a fantastic game. But, but you know, that game takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> it takes forever. And um, this one's a little bit, this one's time-related too, but in a different way. It's actually easy to set up. This one is, this one's a legit pick. Escape from the Aliens in Outer Space. We had a lot of fun playing that game. Yeah, that was a lot. Of, and then, I think it was the last game we played with, uh, with Kevin. That was the last time I saw Kevin. Yeah. In person. Yeah. I'm sure he had a lot of fun playing that. He's probably not saying anything on purpose, but he's on this call. <laughs> but, you know, a game of Nemesis takes months. <laughs> months. <laughs> to read the manual. To, to read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> and unpack all the minis before you play and paint them. Game of uh, Escape from the Aliens in Outer Space takes like an hour. So I Yeah, that's a, that's a cool little uh, hidden movement game. I actually had a lot of fun playing that game. What about uh, Cthulhu Mythos? Um... Seven Souls. Oh, <laughs> you, oh, nice, nice pick. Or, or Arkham Horror. Or Arkham Horror. Well, let's. Seven Souls is a great pick. Yeah. Arkham Horror. You know what? I'm I'm scared of everything, but I'm definitely scared of another dimension, aliens, another dimension, and crazy people. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't. That's not up my alley. Okay, bro. <laughs> but Smash Up Cthulhu has tension. You know, if you never played Smash Up, it's basically you, you have all these decks. You take two of them, you mash them together, and then you try to compete for points at locations. Well, that game uh, has badness tokens in it. It has the tensions of playing the regular Arkham Horror, and has a little bit of comedy, so you don't really have to feel scared while playing it. What about the theme of exit games? Well, yeah, you know I love these games. I know. It's your favorite. I mean, my favorite is obviously the actual exit games. Mm-hmm. 
IPL, but we really enjoy playing Scooby-Doo, the Choose Your Own Adventure game from the Op or the Adventure series from Cosmos, which was really good. Right. What was your recommendation for that? Oh, well, you know you know what my recommendation is? What? Don't play an exit game. In fact, put a <laughs> blindfold on me, put me in a car, drop me off in a, in a cemetery with just like nothing, yep. and then uh, watch me get out. <laughs> <laughs> nothing beats the thrill of a real struggle. All right. In fact, I'll make sure uh, I do that next time we hang out. In fact, <laughs> in fact, cut my leg up or something and make it like the movie Saw. Break your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> make it like the movie Saw. Like I have to cut off my leg to get out. I want to play a game. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here. It's Friday night. <laughs> like what, John? Why? Are you, what? What's what's with this contraption here? <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> I don't want to play this game. Never mind. Let's not do that. All right, and finally, one of my one of my favorite themes that I you know you could argue it's not a Halloween theme, but what about the medieval you know Dungeons and Dragons type theme? What do you what do you recommend for that? Pathfinder. <laughs> no, actually, actually don't recommend that. No. Uh, I mean, I haven't played it, but uh, I guess Vast from Letter Games. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're in like a haunted house. It's yeah. like an asymmetric fighting game, I guess, technically, and you're going through a house. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, but you know what my, you know what my suggestion is? Huh. Just go trick-or-treating, for God's sakes. Well, I mean, <laughs> what are we, 36? Well, let's go. Let's do it. I'll, I'll each, I'll grab one of your kids, you grab your other kid, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll take their candy at the end of the day. we got to quarantine it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have to eat these specific ones. But you know what? If you're going to play D&D, like, if you're going to play D&D, just take a break, seriously. It is that addictive, and you're going to need some candy anyway for your D&D event. So you right, might as well right. just go trick-or-treating. Free candy. <laughs> Free candy, yeah. And, you know, if you're playing D&D, you probably already have the costume. <laughs> you know, you're, dungeon- you're probably all wearing costumes, so it's very easy to just walk outside. I'm just going to go as Boogie Woogie. <laughs> oh, from the... Uh... <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm just going to play the fireball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you do, wow. Well, let's end on that note. (laughs) So, yes, uh, (laughs) we love Halloween. We love Halloween-themed games as silly as they can be or as scary as they can be. Hey, you want to to play a game? (laughs) Hiya, Georgie. I I got your boat. I sound like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matt. You know what? I your obscure list was fun. Thank you. (laughs) I told you. Thank you. I like giving you a hard time, but I know. So thank you all for listening. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or hit that follow button on your favorite streaming platform. Speaking of streaming, we have started live streaming on Twitch. So if you look us up, Twitch.tv/slash Friday Night GMS every Monday from eight thirty p.m. till ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Watch us play some of the games that we will eventually talk about on our podcast. It's a good time. Is there a game that you'd like us to check out or have you created one that you want us to preview? Let us know by shooting us an email at info at fridaynight.games. Don't forget to check us out on our socials, Instagram at fridaynightgames underscore official, Twitter at fridaynightgms, and on our website, fridaynight.games. And remember, it's Friday night and let's have some fun.